0: Hola, soy Miguel Matos González, coming back to you on Firme Cuentos y Arte Podcast. Oh, yeah. Back. Had a little time off, as I mentioned in the last podcast, just the whole inspiration, the whole motivation this time of the year. It's something that I struggle with as a creative. It's something that I, I don't know if, if other creatives, kind of, you know, go through this process or not. I, I don't know. I really don't. I mean, back in San Antol, there were some artists that, not necessarily this time of the year, but, you know, throughout the year, they would hit their, their low creative times, and they would just, they really wouldn't make as much work, then they wouldn't do as much. And all I did was check in on them and see how they were feeling, how they were doing and what's going on with them. You know, just kind of keeping them, keeping them thinking, keeping them creating just a matter of, of checking in on people. So I, I did that and I never could quite understand it, to be honest with you. But as I move through, you know, creating my work as, as I grow older, I start to experience this, and I think, hmm, is this me and my mind? Am I am, am I changing as a person? Am I is it has something to do with the, the biculturalism in my work? Is it part of my seeking my indigeneity at this time of the Other Los Muertos and connecting with ancestors? I mean, I I really I don't know. I'm learning this myself, so. Yeah, well, it's, it's interesting, it's certainly interesting, but, uh, yeah, today, today is an interesting day, today, of course, a, a proclamation came down from our nation's president, uh, really talking up uh, a guy that stole land and destroyed culture and some other uh, not so cool things, man. yeah, yeah, it's something that, that he wrote a really long, passionate story about, something he's obviously very proud of. But as a person like me, that I'm I'm part of the community that he calls animals. I am part of that, that demographic that he sees as bad, bad people. Even though I, at times, wear a uniform with the United States written across my heart, an American flag always facing forward, charging forward on my right shoulder. I, you know, it still, that's not good enough, I suppose. I still have to be a hyphenated, uh, you know, citizen here. I still have to be a Mexican-American you know, or uh, the Spendix, <laughs> as he says it, Hispanics. I love the Hispendix. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, oh my gosh. It really hurt my ears to hear I, It always hurts my ears to hear him speak, but to hear him say that, oh God, that was the word. That was just, that was hell in itself to have to hear that and and I needed to hear that because it's those moments that that remind me of why I do what I do that give me a little culture check of who I truly am and who I, I, I speak for and who I support and who I I hope to become, and it reminds me of that whole concept of what type of ancestor will I be, it it inspires me, in that sense, to, to make my actions count today for the future generation, you know, and so, on indigenous people today, today, I... Stand in solidarity with my brothers and my sisters. I stand in solidarity with other Indigenous people that have lived on this land in, in the Americas before European influence. And uh, just know that you you understand the truth. That you understand the actual history of this nation not all history is pretty and romantic and you know photo disney it's not history can be downright terrifying it can be just downright gosh it it can just be disgusting at times but it depends whose side you're looking at on history to the Europeans that came here, they came here with the hope in their eye. They came here and, and seek uh, a, a new land, a land for them. They had such romantic hopes and dreams and when they landed here those hopes and dreams were shattered by the fact that people were already here and the indigenous people you know, my only thought, my only assumption, my only guess is that they thought these people need help, help them, you know, help them, but but watch them, because we don't know what they want, we don't understand what they're saying, don't know what's going on. So if I can just imagine how nervous that whole situation was when they truly communicated and cross paths for the first time. You've got people that that they don't know how to to verbally communicate with each other, so they have to do their best and, and and learn to coexist. Sadly, in any community like that, you're you're going to have those those people with uh, an open mind and open heart and want to learn on both sides the indigenous and the European settlers and in the same regard you're going to have the people that are aggressive and angry and want to dominate the other so you'll have the indigenous people that wanted to dominate these European settlers and vice versa, these European settlers, they many of them were aggressive towards the indigenous population and saw them as something to rule over. So I can imagine that in all honesty, that probably happened on both sides of the fence. And who knows what really sparked it, who knows what really happened. I have no, I have not seen any, any documentation of what really transpired at that time. Not to say that nothing exists, I mean, it probably does, but in all honesty, I've never seen it. I just haven't. That's just me. If there is information out there, I wanna know, but I'd like to learn about it. One thing I can say about being from the Yanaguana land and having my heritage come from what is now the southern United States, what is now called San Antonio, that colonization was a little different. That's, that's the colonization that we speak of when we speak of, of Columbus. Yeah. I mean, when he set foot on the land... He came with the intention of ruling. He came with the intention of conquering on behalf of Spanish loyalty because that's what the Spanish paid him for. They paid him to find more land for them to conquer because at that time they wanted to rule the world. They wanted the whole world to be Spain. They wanted everybody speaking Spanish. They wanted to rule. And uh, this little Italian guy was like, eh, I got some time, <laughs> I'll, I'll do it, you know. And when he came here, they didn't come here seeking asylum, you know, hoping for peace. They didn't come to this land with those romantic dreams and hopes of. of collaborating with another culture and learning from them. No, they came here with the intention of destroying whoever was here and assimilating them into Spanish culture, including language, the way they dressed, uh, religion. Oh gosh, religion was big. They quite literally beat Catholicism into my ancestors and if you didn't believe you were dead <laughs> essentially that's what they did. They they beat Catholicism the into them. They beat culture into them and they they pulverized civilization that had been here for years. Dia de los Buenos was originally one of those rituals that the indigenous people celebrated in honor of their ancestors. When the Spanish first came over and they saw this ritual take place around this time of the year, they were freaked out. I can just imagine, just like the way at, down over in the valley, when we had our Dia de los Muertos celebration last year, we had people calling us Satanists and devil worshipers and to leave the dead alone and not try to raise the dead and they they called us those things, they really did they had it written on little picket signs and I can just imagine what these Spanish soldiers thought like oh my gosh these people are worshipping the devil because they don't worship God like indigenous people knew what a Catholic God was I mean come on (laughs) like they knew who, you know, Jesus and the Apostles, they knew all that stuff, right? No! they, They didn't have that. That didn't exist to them. It doesn't exist to them. But that's the Spanish interpretation. You know, my culture, my heritage, my religion is the center, it's the key, the core of existence. Anything outside of it is just wrong. That's that's the mindset that they have as a colonizer. And so the indigenous people, they were seen as as these horrible people, devil worshipers. And that one ritual that I am so happy was never fully eradicated. Because it, it means a lot to me to honor the family that had passed on and the family that passed away before I was born. It's it's a great time for me to recharge and reset as a person, as an artist, apparently, and within my own heritage. It's a way for me to reconnect. If this holiday, if this moment, if this ceremony didn't exist, I don't know. I think maybe I think maybe things would be different for me. I mean, if it didn't exist, then how could I miss something that doesn't exist? But, then again, it's not about the, the ritual itself. It's about the ancestors, It's about the people. The people existed. That's the bottom line. They did. It, it would be a different interpretation. So, in all this, on, on Indigenous Peoples Day, know, I've got a lot of mixed thoughts, a lot of different things going on in my heart and my mind. I've got, you know, this, this, I honestly have this conflicted feeling of being an American and being a Mexican heritage that it's kind of like, ah, I don't want to be either at times. You know, it's difficult. It is very difficult. It's almost like I have to have this. There has to be a champion of the battle inside of me, you know. In the United States of America, many people now openly express how they dislike Mexican people. Yeah, they they openly express that, and it thinks, wow. But you'll treat me well, but you'll talk to me. And then I kind of want to look at them with a smile and say, you you do know that when you say those Mexican people, you're talking about my grandparents. You're talking about my great grandparents. You're talking about my ancestors. You're talking about my family that I am now part of that still lives in Mexico, and you're talking about me and my family. You do know that, right? And people, they don't, they don't see that there is a difference. They don't see that there are people that live biculturally between the two cultures. They, they don't understand that concept, just like the Spanish that came here and didn't understand this ritual of honoring ancestors this disrespectful moment. They they didn't understand that. They just saw what they thought they saw. Oh, I see devil worshippers. Like today, people say, oh, those animals that are crossing the border illegally to take our jobs. Yeah, you know, they, they they're going to come here and, and they're going to be migrant workers. They're taking your job. They're going to come here to pick cotton and pick grapes and you know work out in the fields for minimal pay they're yeah they're, they're taking your job oh yeah yeah you're really hurting aren't you that's a shame so yeah on this indigenous persons day I, I do I honor my ancestors and with great respect I honor the ancestors that you have and your indigeneity because essentially we are all of an indigenous people regardless of where we come from our heritage, our family It comes we come from somewhere whether it be Europe whether it be here in the Americas whether it's in the Asian continent, it's you know, the aboriginal people. It doesn't, I mean really, wherever you come from, you have your heritage and you have your 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 family history, that it, it, they should be respected. You know, should be respected. And people say, well, isn't that contradictory of, of Columbus? Wouldn't we have to respect him and his indigeneity to where he comes from, from Italy? He can appreciate and respect his heritage, but as an individual, as a person, he made that conscious choice to get paid by the Queen of Spain to come here and conquer land for her. That was a gig. That's not he is in his heritage his lineage and his ancestry you no, know, that was a gig a gig job that's one thing he did those soldiers that came here they were raised believing that there's only one God, they were raised believing that you'd have to be Catholic or, or fear burning in hell, they, they, they were raised in that ideal you know, that's what the culture bred, and it, it continued that, perpetuated that. And, you know, that is a part of my heritage. I can't denounce it. That, that is a part of me. That is my name. My name, Miguel Maltos Gonzalez. That is the name given to me by the people that colonized my ancestors. I will always have the mark of being colonized. Every time somebody says my name, every time I write my name down, every time I introduce myself, it's a little painful at times. Yeah, I, I, this is not one of those things that you put in the past and you forget about it. You can't forget about something that you lived with. Every damn day. <laughs> Every time my name is said, that is feeling the knife I'll go a little deeper, and that's something I have to learn internally. I need to learn how to to accept this as a part of my life. So yeah, yeah. When it comes to heritage and, and culture, I do respect it. I do. I will. Because it deserves to, as a whole, as a concept, it deserves to be respected. But for the actions of individual people, no. No, I don't appreciate that. Uh-uh. That's where there's the disconnect. And when it comes to biculturalism, when it comes to accepting oneself, you know, for me, It's my name that is the battle within me. For others, it it could be the same. It could be their name. It could be uh, their language that they speak, that they do not speak an ancestral language, but they only speak the language of their colonizer. Maybe that could be their internal struggle. Another internal struggle could be the color of their skin, that that could be another struggle that, that again, you, you cannot eradicate, you cannot work through that other than to live with it. Um, it could also be how the identity of gender comes into mind, how people are pressured to be male, to be female within our language. You know, it's it's gender based. It's a male or female language. And to the people I know and love, that that are gender neutral, you know, I I, can, I can't even imagine the struggle they're going through because I'm not experiencing that. But when they tell me it's a struggle, I believe it, and I respect them, and I I support them. You know, if I knew a way to make their lives a better place, I would. But that is that is their own struggle, just as I have my own. We all have our own, and it's okay. It's within that struggle that that can actually bring us together as a people, as a community. So that is my thought on Indigenous Peoples Day. How it it can be confusing. It can be kind of scattered and all over the place, kind of like this, this episode. It, 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 that's how it is in the mind of a person that is bicultural. That is how it is in the mind and in the heart of a person that neither aqui or allá. They're not here or there. They're just in the middle in this limbo. That, that is what they experience everything, all the confusion in this episode, everything, the way it sounds like it connects, but it doesn't, I mean, that, that is the life of, that I live, and the life of other people that have a similar experience, yeah, it's, it is confusing, and it's not, something that's easily explained or easily shared especially with people that do not understand or have not experienced this, this whole type of identity crisis within them so to those people that don't understand the best thing you can do is just remember the penguins from that cartoon just smile and wave just be there just give somebody a hug just pat them on the back and say it's going to be alright just just be there or even don't say anything <laughs> you know sometimes not saying anything is the best thing just just smile just wave pat on the back give a hug but yeah it's it's one of those things that uh, that if, if you don't if you've never truly experienced it you really don't have a way of supporting it and changing it, you know, it, it's diff- it is difficult. And to those people that have not experienced it, you know, and, and wish to make things better, and I, I get that you want unity and I, I appreciate that. To those individuals, I, I say thank you Thank you for doing what you do to try to make this a better life for people like me. Thank you for, gosh, perhaps even stepping out of your comfort zone and and trying, making that
1: to connect and, and bring stability, <laughs> bring some sanity. Thank you. We have no idea how much we need people like you in our lives, so, yeah, just a short, confusing little episode on what it's like to be a person like me, if, if you can connect and if you, you can translate and understand what I'm saying, if you've been there, if you are there, you know, within your life, uh, shoot me a message. Let's connect. Let's unite. Me. And um, again, to those that that try so hard to support, know that yes, you you are making a difference. You are truly an ally and a friend, and you are truly appreciated. It may not be told that often enough, but you are. And to those of you that. That are enduring a similar confusion in your life and this cultural heritage this this identity of trying to find yourself know that that, that your answer that you find is your answer what i'm discovering in my path is it's going to be a little different than yours you know it's but it's okay you know that to, to, together through this through this connection that we have of being displaced we'll we'll find each other and we'll continue to find where we belong in this world you know and it it's happened for generations and we need to continue in honor of our ancestors we need to continue moving forward adelante adelante bueno